When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nearly 20 hours later, and we're still a little bit disappointed by the Browns' loss in, in Dream Bay against the Packers on Christmas Day. I know. I'm your host, Josh Boha, here again with Joe Gilbert. A little delayed Browns' incident insights. <laughs> I guess it can't really be called incident insights when it's 20 hours later, but we're here again. It's another official Waiting for Next Year podcast brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. We're live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The Browns. I hope it didn't – well, let's put it this way. If you let it ruin your Christmas Day, that's on you. It is not <laughs> on the Browns. And never let the Browns – yeah. You never let the Browns, Browns ruin fan. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you're, if you're a Browns lifer, you can't – you just can't let it happen. The Browns – Cleveland lost 24-22 in Green Bay in a game that they shouldn't – given – how bad Baker played. They shouldn't have had no chance of winning. And up until a minute left, they should have won technically. Right. So Joe, let's talk about it. The Browns, they fell to seven and eight. They still somehow as things currently stand, as we're recording this at 3 PM Eastern time on Sunday afternoon, they still have a chance to make the playoffs. Do they deserve the playoffs? No, (laughs) but the playoffs are the playoffs. So this is what it is. But yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about the game in green Bay a game that the Browns had no chance of winning given how poorly their quarterback played. But with other guys stepping up in major ways, mm-hmm. they should have won. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was rough to see. It was it was probably the best the offense has looked since Cincinnati. I was I was saying like they obviously that's not like a high bar to hit. Um but yeah the the offense moved at will. They just could not finish because the quarterback just had so much fun throwing it to the other team. <laughs> it was hey, Christmas is all about giving, right? Baker I guess yeah, give. he was just in a giving mood, I guess. But yeah, it was uh, it was a rough performance. I, I like that was that game kind of summed up his career kind of for me. Like he, his inconsistency. How many times did we just see him fight? He made some great throws on third down multiple times and then you see these just dumb interceptions that that first one where he just threw it in double coverage yeah maybe there was contact but still he shouldn't have even thrown it um then on two uh, two of the other ones the next two uh he was throwing off his back foot and just i don't know what he was doing um yeah it's just uh it's a consistent He's been consistent with his uh, inconsistencies. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> that that is horrible English and grammar, but it makes complete sense. It makes complete sense. It's just he his feet and eyes, and they just are a continual um, mess for him, and he still has not figured out how to consistently get them together. And uh, it's uh, it, it it was not pretty. Um, the the rest of the offense was actually pretty impressive, but um, it comes down to the quarterback and minus Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, 
Yeah, it, and when it comes down to the quarterback not playing well, we we've seen that so many times. And as a Browns fan, it's uh, it's a no go. <laughs> yeah, you basically sum that up. It, it, he's consistent at being inconsistent. That is a perfect. I know we seem to have like three or four things that we say that <laughs> actually Joe does that he should trademark and have GVR put out a shirt for it, <laughs> and just have the shirt headline be consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's Baker. I mean, that's like Joe Baker. said, there were times yesterday where he looked like a great quarterback. He yeah. threw the ball with force. He put it in a perfect window. He gave his receiver not only room to run, but like he just put it right where it had to be. And then there were times mm-hmm. where he just made, whether it was a bad decision, whether it was poor fo- footwork, or whether he double clutched. Three of his biggest problems, I think throughout his yeah, career, all three of those. Yeah. And it, he Baker just can't get out of his own way. I know after the game he said, I hurt this team, but like... Yeah, I'm... Word, I'm right. Words only go so far. Words yeah. only go so far in year four game... Right. What game, wait, game 15. Year four, game yeah. 15. Words only go so far. Right. Yeah, I'm at the point. Like, I, I, I... I'm very happy that he actually he steps up to the podium most games. There was that one day they didn't. But uh, the, we're we're at the point where he's not fixing it on the field. So what what's the point? I don't even like you take you take responsibility, but then you don't fix it. So it, it's it is what it is. It's just it just sucks because this season is. If you look right now, I don't know how the heck we're still in the playoffs race. Um, but this team is uh, has done nothing to earn that chance but they they have they're still they still have that chance and i just have a bad feeling that everything's gonna fall right but the uh the browns might uh will probably not actually hold up their end (laughs) not to be a debbie downer (laughs) it is what it is it just sucks another t-shirt headline yes yeah but seriously i mean you're we, we can talk about this later because we'll talk about the game first. But the Browns are still – I don't – like Joe, like Joe said, I, I can't talk right now. Like Joe said, the Browns, do they deserve a playoff spot? No. But it's the NFL. It's yeah. almost like the MLB. You just get, you get in the playoffs, and then whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. And the AFC North, which used to be considered one of the best divisions in football – now it's now a, one of the yeah. worst divisions in football. <laughs> That's a trick. And the Browns could possibly benefit from that. They're currently seven and eight. And if they win their last two games and the four other games, the favorites win, which is the Bengals over the Ravens, which they are currently winning by a lot. I think the Bengals are up by a lot. 31 14 with the ball. Yeah. And they're driving yeah. again. Bengals beat the Ravens. Chiefs beat the Steelers this week. And then the Browns take care of business against the Steelers next week, and the Chiefs beat the Ravens, and that's it, right? Is it just three games? Yeah. The yes. Oh, and then the Steelers have to lose next week. I yeah, forget the who the Steelers, but it's all four, all four teams that we want to win this week, today, and next week. They will most likely be favored unless an inj- a freak injury happens or COVID happens. So it all this comes down to whether the Browns can beat the Steelers and. Big Ben's final home game. And then if that man week 18 at home against the Bengals is going to be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get my hopes up 
because I'll yeah. only be let down because I'm a Browns fan and I'm used to that. So if you don't get your hopes up high, you can't be let down. Just keep the hopes down low at all times. <laughs> Good. I'm speaking from experience. That's yes, that's a lot of experience right there. Yeah, that's, it's uh, it's wild that they're still in this position, but they are, and somehow we they can still take advantage of it because the 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 not the things that they can't control are like they're pretty like it's not simple but it's pretty like the probability that it could happen is very it's pretty high especially with baltimore just kind of falling apart injury wise um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be interesting to watch but uh yeah it's gonna be a tough one speaking of the brown or the ravens and injuries browns fans do we feel bad for the ravens no No. So why should we ever bring up injuries to, for the NFL to feel bad about the Browns? Because yeah. literally, it's the NFL. No one cares. No, I mean, no. yes, it could be used as a good excuse, but the other 31 teams in the league don't care. Just take care yeah. of business, whether it's third stringers out there or whether it's a team of a bunch of pro bowlers. Just take care of business. It doesn't matter who it's against. So, and I mean, and yesterday, yesterday's loss had nothing to do with injuries. Because true. Everything. Like the defense stepped up. We'll talk about this in a second. The defense stepped up. They were missing so many people. The offensive line stepped up. They they were missing three guys. It, it was it was yeah. The injuries are just you could throw those out the window, and uh, it was all on uh, number six, quite frankly. <laughs> number six, who seemingly cannot score six points. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Speaking of six points. When the Browns do store a touchdown, it is really only six points because they seemingly do not have a kicker anymore either. <laughs> I mean, that's a great segue that I didn't mean to do. But seriously, the kicking problem that it's only it's it's like a Cleveland tradition. We always have a kicking problem, no matter who it is. All right, but let's talk about the offense first. Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson absolutely dominated yesterday. Uh, Nick Chubb, 17 carries for 126 yards and a touchdown. That's 7.4 yards a carry. Dearness Johnson, four carries for 58 yards. That's 14.5 yards per carry. In total, the Browns had 25 carries for 219 yards, (laughs) 8.8 yards per carry. And yet, they still couldn't. It just shows you how, like, if Baker was literally average, the Browns would have dominated that game. Yeah, yeah. Not only did Nick Chubb lead the team in rushing, he led the team with uh, three catchers for 58 yards, too. So Nick Chubb literally put the offense on his back. Oh, yeah. And they still couldn't get the job. It looked, it looked like the Nick Chubb that we knew. He was he was dominant, man. He was he, he had a hell of a game. He kept them in it um, throughout the whole game. Um, he, was, he was excellent, and uh, it was great to see him kind of Reemerge on this offense because uh, they needed it. Prior to this week, he was struggling. The run game was struggling, and this offense had like absolutely nothing. So it was great to see. And uh, I thought Kevin Stefanski had a great game. He made he got he got that offense rolling. Uh, the play calling was really good. Uh, got guys open, just didn't complete them. I don't know how many times I saw a pass go behind the guy. I can't even <laughs> can't even count on one hand probably, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was the and then the offensive line. I 
it, it, it sort of that you might they might have to think about uh, how the offensive line is structured next year based on what this game this, was. No, let's not talk because it's be another full podcast <laughs> once the season's over, Joe. Yeah. I already plan on doing a podcast sure. with you about this because we oh, can yeah. literally talk. It's the offensive line, which is kind of boring, but it's basically the most important yeah. position. Besides quarterback, it's one of the most important position groups on the field. So, yeah, yeah. let's let's save this offensive line topic for another whole podcast by itself. Please. I'll just say Joel Batonio could be is a legend. A, is a pro bowler left tackle if you want to. He is, and he is a <laughs> legend, by the way. Oh, yes, Imagine yeah. just being thrown in the fire. And having to go to left tackle mm-hmm. against a really good edge rushing group. Yeah, and, against and yeah. even the Raiders, he did well yeah. against the Raiders too. Right, another good ex- edge rushing team. So it was, yeah, he's uh, he's a stud. Um, but yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about this after the season. But um, a lot of the performance or next week, but continue. Or, yeah, whenever the season ends, <laughs> um. It's gonna uh, it's gonna bring up a lot of questions, uh, and they the Browns could find a way to kind of cut costs uh, on the offense line, but without losing much of the uh, performance level based on what we saw yesterday. Because Nick Harris in his first start at center ever uh, in the NFL, he played really well against Kenny Clark, which is who's a Pro Bowler and one of the best uh, interior defensive linemen in the league. Um, he played well, and uh, Michael Dunn just continues to play well every time. He, every time he comes in um, at guard, he, he he continues to play well. So, um, yeah, it's something to think about going forward. But uh, we'll talk about that once uh, once the season ends. We'll see when that happens. Once the Browns <laughs> have been eliminated from the playoffs, whether it yes. happens next week or whether it happens after the Super Bowl. Yeah, but yeah, that that's a very I brought up a question. I'll let you guys ponder this. I brought up a question to the Browns Discord or Browns the Discord channel and waiting for the extra Discord, which if you haven't joined yet, please join. Cred would love it and we'd all love it. Um Joel Batonio, as Joe said, he has been very good moving over to the left side as left tackle. Jack Conklin. What's what was his injury exactly? Uh, I think it was knee. Did it? He had an ankle. It was he. I forget his exact injury without looking yeah, it up. All right, but say <laughs> Jack Conklin isn't one hundred percent going into training camp next year. Jedrick Wills, if you remember, he was a right tackle throughout his time at Alabama. The Browns moved him over to left tackle because they didn't have a left tackle at the time. And sorry, I told I literally said we're not going to talk about this, but I'm just to leave this. I'm just gonna let you guys ponder it for a little bit. So say Conklin's not back yet. Do you move Wills back to the right side of the line where he's comfortable? Move Batonio to the left side full time. That's that's the question. Conklin's right cap hit next year is fifteen million. His dead cap, if he's cut because he has an out after this year, is nine million. So you essentially save nine million dollars if you cut him. I mean, it's an easy way to save six million bucks. Right. Yeah. But then again, depth on the offensive line is yeah. huge. Right. And it has been an issue at times this year. So you do you just cut bait with a starting right tackle just because just because you want to save six million dollars? Right. I don't. I mean, luckily I'm not in Andrew Barry's shoes. <laughs> He's way smarter than I am. He's got a lot of lot of situations. It's, situ- a lot it's of issues definitely to something out. to ponder. 
It's yeah. an easy way to save six million. Oh, and then again, does Batonio want to be the full time left tackle? That's, That's definitely something that we don't know. Right. And it's probably something that we'll never know. I'm sure that will never be made public ever. So, and you know, he's a say, I'll do whatever it I can to help the team win. That's, I can already hear that answer. So <laughs> it'll just be interesting. It's definitely something that all of us and the Browns themselves can ponder because it's an easy way to save 6 million bucks, but then it's also an easy way to lose a depth piece on a very important group that needs depth. Yeah. Back to the offense. So Nick Chubb dominated Diamond Peoples Jones. He had six targets, only one catch. I know he had a key drop. It was a deep ball. DPJ's sophomore. That would, have been, that would have been a tough catch, though. It was a diving. Yeah, all yeah that's catch. true. That's true. But DPJ's often or uh, sophomore slump has been a true sophomore slump. Yes, and I wrote behind the numbers right before he hopped on here. It'll be posted tomorrow morning on waitingfornextra.com. Nice plug. Oh, I had to plug it always. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but DPJ, yes. Has he has his role increased faster than it should? Absolutely. Just like Joe and I talked about last week, and I, I even think the week before, all the receivers, they've been like put up two spots on the depth chart more than they should have been. But then again, if DPJ is going to be the guy next year, which we're hoping he could or will come close to being, he needs to have more than one catch and five yards on six targets. But then part of that's Baker's fault too, where the pass is not like I didn't go through every I, I just looked at the back score. I didn't go through like every target. So maybe some of those are off target. I don't know. But it's just seeing only one catch and five. He had less yards than he did targets. That is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he yeah, he had a tough game, I think, but um I don't think he was a like a huge problem. Like the first half of the last game. I thought that was one of probably his one of his worst halves, but um, I don't think he was a big problem. I think it was just I I just keep going back on it. <laughs> I think it was Baker, man. It was he was throwing behind guys. He made just four huge turnovers, and uh, I, yeah, I, I obviously I don't think he, Donovan People Jones is a first receiver as he they're playing him. Um, so hopefully the Browns that'll be number number one A or one B in the uh, pecking order for this offseason, getting uh getting a uh, top flight receiver, whether that's the, one of the Ohio State guys in the draft. Or... I think they just have to travel about one hundred and fifty miles <laughs> on seventy one to Columbus, Ohio. And <laughs> Garrett Wilson, please, please <laughs> give me Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, please. <laughs> they would look mighty nice, or I. I I wouldn't mind a, a former Ohio State guy in uh, Jameson. I think that, well, <laughs> it, depending on how these final two games go, they might still be in the running for a top 12 pick. I think Jameson Williams goes in the top 12, though. Especially because yeah. I think the combine will only help him because his 40 time is going to be out of this world, I yeah. have a feeling. So I think he will be the first receiver off the board. Garrett Wilson, I'd. I still feel like Garrett Wilson's a clear. I mean, we can talk about the NFL draft once yeah. Browns are in too. I still think Garrett Wilson's a clear number two receiver in the draft, but I know some guys have. I'm trying to think of a guy from. Is it is it Kenny one of Kenny Pickett's receivers or something? No, not Pittsburgh. Uh, Arkansas. 
Arkansas. Yeah, it's like two guys that I've never really heard of. And I watch, I'm a huge college football guy. And I'm like, how are these guys? Yeah. But yeah, give me Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams, please. <laughs> yeah. Alabama, for those not Garrett Wilson, Ohio State, Jameson Williams was at Ohio State, transferred to Alabama prior to this season and dominated this season at Bama. All right, but back, yeah, so the Browns clearly need a wide receiver. Their two yeah. biggest needs, I'd say, this are to the quarterback decision, which is obviously a huge. Yeah. What that's do they one, do there? That's 1A. <laughs> and then 1B is one B we is. need a number one receiver. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And 1C is, if you're talking offense only, what I didn't look up Alex Cooper's contract numbers. I know we talked about this last week too, but I think his oh. dead cap hit is zero after this year. Yeah, so do you yeah. pay David and Joku not a lot but quite a bit and then just cut bait with Alex Hubert? That, mm-hmm. yes, I would do, but it's yeah. Stefanski, he loves using a bunch of receivers. So, are you just yeah. gonna let a tight end, a top 25 tight end go? I don't mm-hmm. know. And it'd be interesting to see. I know we're, we're getting way down the road here, but uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, like, as like the personnel changes, say we get. Just say we get Russell Wilson. I know this is gonna be hard, <laughs> but just to say it, and then we cut bait with Hooper. I I would assume I don't think Stefanski is a dumb a dummy. <laughs> he would change the offense around to fit the personnel. So I don't think. Obviously, he loves tight ends and stuff like that. But um, we've seen this year where he's gone more, um, more five out and more. Uh, empty backfield so i i don't think uh i think i think he'll be open to just getting the best players on the field yes i i agree herbert herbert taylor he's been <laughs> yes. commenting a lot and i just i just now realize that i'm sorry herbert but yes that is a great point yes then again actually, every night any, I go other, to, any other great qb every every night i go to bed dreaming of russell wilson coming out of the browns wow joe is a true browns fanatic with what he just said <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But Please. I mean, just I mean, av- if Baker has been average this year, I I wrote this in my behind the numbers too. The Browns, their last two games have been two point losses, both of them. Their last three games have been decided by ten points. It's two 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 six, and they are they are four and six in games decided by one or seven points or less. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they win half of those losses. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. And the Browns the Browns have now had four final two minute drives where Baker can lead them down the field to a field goal. I it's, I think it's most of the, the first three were I think they had to be touchdowns. Yesterday could have been a field goal. Say Baker does that two times out of four. The outlook on the season is completely different. Yeah. And an yeah. average quarterback would do that. Average, so they'd do 500. They'd be the Jeff Fisher of quarterbacks. So imagine if the Browns, instead of being four and six in one possession games and oh and four in game winning drive games, just give me two more wins and you are nine and six in this and the driver's seat for the playoffs. and the driver's seat for the yeah. It's yeah. just crazy how one possession in so many games decides it. And Baker just, I mean, I know we've just we've harped on this a lot. Yeah. Baker just hasn't stepped up. Yeah, the games that are you're just gonna have nightmares on is the per- first Pittsburgh game, um, which was just a. I still can't believe they lost that. Game. That was a fifteen <laughs> ten loss, right? 
Was that the 15 tenner? Yeah. And yeah, it was the Landry drop pass that could have got him into position. And yeah, that was, I still can't get over that. They lost that one. Um, the, the chargers game where they kind of just gave it away at the end. Um, and then there's probably so many more that I can't think of right now, but, um, yeah, it was uh, the Raiders game last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's just a rough. It's, th- this team has not been able to finish. They haven't figured it out. Um, and sorry to say, but it, that all kind of comes down from the quarterback. And as we've seen in his career, he is not a finisher right now. He, I don't know if he ever will be, um, because if you if you see the uh, his numbers to finish the games on like closing drives, they are not pretty, especially this year. They are not pretty. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Right. You can offense. only talk about this offense for so long. Let's, let's talk. So good. No, no, here. we had to, we had to talk one more thing. Okay. Kevin Stefanski. I know Brown's Twitter loves blaming him for play calling. He has been an excellent play. Call. Well, okay, Cra- crazy. He's been a good play caller this year. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, which is you're literally just grabbing 99.9 of Brown's Twitter. Um, but yeah, I mean, they love, I know we talked about this prior to hopping on here. The Browns, Browns fans are not used to having a competent head coach, just like quarterback. So it's, I know it's a very weird place to be. Kevin Stefanski, he's okay. I promise. Yeah. You can say fire him. I know it's easy to fire the guy and start over. That's not what you want to do. He's no. been a good play caller. Yesterday, he was an excellent play caller up until the final drive, which is why I'm bringing up this because Adam Cerny from Facebook said this. So the Browns had been running the ball down the Packers' throats all game. Nick Chubb, Dearness Johnson, even Anthony Schwartz had a reverse where he went for like 20 yards yeah. too. The Browns had three timeouts with like a minute and a half left. You could have easily kept running the ball, but Kevin Stefanski chose to pass, pass, pass. And not only pass, 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 but Nick Chubb was on the sidelines for all three plays. Yeah. Why? Any idea why? I mean, I will never, that will never come out in the public why that was the case, obviously. Kevin Stefanski will probably, if anything did, Kevin Stefanski would just be like, yeah, I'd have to go back and watch film, and I'll take full blame for that because Kevin Stefanski takes full blame for everything. But with the running, I know it's tough because there's like a minute and a half left, and you had to score. Well, you only had to score a field goal. I guess with the quick kicking situation, Stefanski was probably thinking that they had to score a touchdown. But it's just interesting to me that Nick Chubb was literally looking like the best running back in the NFL last year or yesterday. And then you don't even one not run the ball, but two not even have him on the field for the final draft. I thought he looked a little gassed after because they ran what? How many of the first first what four plays? In the uh, I think he looked gassed, and that's why they kind of took him out. I think he actually took himself out, but um, yeah, it's a it's something obviously we don't know for sure, but it definitely looked like he was tired, but. I, I still have to go back to this. The oper- the plays were there. Two two passes behind in Joku that were like first first year type throws that you should be able to make and he, he just didn't do it. Like I we keep blaming Stefanski for 
for having a quarterback that can't make the simple throw. I, I, I don't know what else to say. It's There's nothing that Stavansky could have done to save that game. I don't know. I, I really I just don't know what we're supposed to – our expectations are so much higher for the freaking coach who has no impact on actual performance of on the execution of a play during the play rather than the freaking quarterback that touches the ball every time. It, it just I, – I don't get it. I know it's because people love Baker as a person, which I do too, but it's time to get a – just a reality check, man. He's just not good enough, and he's holding it back. And I know Adam also said this. I think I saw on Twitter that either four for fourteen yeah. on game winning drives. I, I think, think I, that was did. It. I see two for fourteen. It was something 18, like that. Yeah. I think it was two for fourteen. Eighteen just seems like a lot of potential game winning drives in four years. <laughs> to be honest, it, it was something. It was something extreme. Either way, high, four for fourteen or two for fourteen. Neither of those are good numbers. No. So yeah, Baker, like he struggled all game for a lot of games this year, and then and this one was probably the easiest one he could have done. Yeah. It was two minutes. You you only need a field goal. Obviously, if he missed the field goal, we wouldn't have blamed him because it would have been the backup the backup kicker's fault. But it, it he had he had all the it was two minutes all the timeouts and he just kind of just let it go. All right, for those of you listening on the podcast at a later time, you can't see this comment from Herbert <laughs> Taylor. For those watching live, it literally made me laugh. Browns need a kick in the pants, but their kicker will miss their pants. Also, that is a great comment. All right, welcome we'll to the show, Herbert. Herbert, I I I don't know. Your name sounds super familiar. I don't know if it's just just from this. Or it's from, I don't know, but your name sounds super familiar. But that is a great comment. I love it. The by Browns the will the, miss that kick also. <laughs> by the by the way, the, uh, the, the I thought it was kind of a little bit funny, but the uh, the announcers are really avoiding his name, saying his name <laughs> the entire game. It was it was N A N A G G A R. It's not that hard. It's Nagar, man. Yeah. But and this cancel call in this cancel culture, <laughs> I just call him the Browns kicker. <laughs> just yeah, one mispronunciation. And let's talk about something good, man. Let's talk about so. Let's talk about the defense. Yes, I know you said the defensive line stepped up, and for the most part. But then again, you're talking about a defensive line where your top Miles Garrett hurt. He had a groin injury. He even said at the game he was not nearly 100%, but he went out there and just played for his team, which yep. shows you a true leader, by the way. Uh, Jadavion Clowney hurt, and Tack McKinley tore his Achilles last week. So they were down. Of their three top pass rushers, they were they had two at like 50%, and one was completely out. Yep. So there's only so much blame they can put on the defense. I know they had zero sacks, which is a, quite a problem, especially when you want to get to an injured Aaron Rodgers, who has a broken toe. I thought they pressured him, though. They but, yeah, they put sacks. Yeah, they didn't put any sacks, but I know they pressured him some. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, besides that, you can't really complain about the defense whatsoever. You no. literally can't. Like, yeah, they're, they're more injured than – or they're more missing people than the offense, and they played far and away better than the offense did. Um, yeah, it was uh, – I thought I've had a guy who really stepped up was MJ Stewart, which was just out of nowhere. <laughs> he's, I think he's led the team in tackles each of the last two weeks yeah. or two of the last three weeks. 
which also brings up a point. The tackling was excellent. I thought that there was not many situations. How many times have we over the last decade and a half? As long as the team <laughs> tackles like Denzel Ward and JOK, they are yeah. completely okay. Because they yeah. those two in the open field, give me yeah. those two guys literally against any other defensive guy. They are great tacklers in the open field. Yeah. I just thought the whole secondary kind of played really well. Um, it was it was it was a tough matchup. Um, obviously, I thought the the biggest negative of the defense was I, I know where you're going heck, with this. I don't know what the heck they were trying to defensively try to do with Devontae Adams. Yeah, but. Joe Woods. <laughs> like literally, we literally like if I scroll through the Twitter timeline on NFL Sunday, you see like Devontae Adams being bracketed, right. or like literally two guys standing over him. Like, <laughs> hey, we're double teaming this guy. Joe Woods, not only did he not put Denzel Ward on, like, if I I know it's easy for me to say from a fan standpoint, yeah. why not shadow Devontae Adams with Denzel Ward if you're going to go one-on-one? Yeah. Or two, why are you putting backup safeties in <laughs> one-on-one was, coverage against Devontae was, Adams? The the two, yeah, the two touchdowns were just like, what are we doing? First one, okay, I can see blitz all, that's fine, but, like, put a corner on him or something. Not – not a backup, not a backup rookie safety. Not yet. Yeah. Okay, a safety <laughs> is a bad matchup. That's that he played 15 snaps prior to yeah. year, by the way. By the way. Richard then, LeCount. Yeah. Okay, so like you can't even blame the player in that situation. Like right. putting the safety on Devontae Adams is a huge problem. And then they put the the backup slot corner. Yeah um, for the second one. I like, like Joe Woods. You like, have been you go, at you some go at some point we're just gonna like figure out okay lazard is good but that's about it as against as receivers wise for them and tight ends too tanyan's hurt so you got one guy to figure out how to cover i think putting two guys on will not kill you i know i like i, I don't want to get in i don't want to like put too much on joe woods i thought he i thought he's been excellent the past few weeks Besides, he's been excellent, ready. but with, <laughs> with, with that caveat of yeah, with an asterisk, what the heck are you doing against Devontae Adams? <laughs> he is literally the best receiver in the NFL, and he has yeah. one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL, yes. or quarter quarterbacks. Yeah, I like I yeah. said, just and you can yeah. like and like I just said, you can't blame the player either. It's just it's more the scheme, <laughs> right? No, and like you either have to like bracket Devontae or just straight up double team him and just for yeah. someone else to beat you. Yeah. And Devontae only ended up with 10 receptions for 114 yards for two touchdowns, but it seemed like he had a lot more than that. Well, could have had the ending <laughs> the ending catch too, which was helpful. True. Um, shout out to Miles Garrett for getting pressure. Yeah, on. actually, now that you say that, though, he could have had three <laughs> touchdowns if he knew how to catch the ball. Right. The Browns were bailed out easily. Yeah. They were so bailed out on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was a, a weird situation, but overall, Joe Woods has been he's gotten his guys up uh, in in these tough situations. The best trying to be opposite of both. <laughs> All right, for those of you not watching live, Ed Hodler, <laughs> Chef Ed, he always tunes in. Ed, I hope you had a great Christmas. All of you guys tune in right now. I hope you guys had a great Christmas, great holiday. Ed said, "Trying to be the opposite of Belichick. Do not take away the other team's best weapon." <laughs> Maybe Joe Woods is playing chess, not checkers. Just, <laughs> hey, let Devontae Adams get whatever he wants and just take away all the other guys, no matter how bad they are. Yeah, it was uh, 
it wasn't the greatest idea, but um, yeah, prior to the game, I I said they had they have to kind of put the LeBron defense on, try to shut down him and not make and make the other team make the other guys beat him. You just and, had to somehow bring up LeBron, didn't you? You mean future Cavaliers LeBron no. coming back? <laughs> oh no, he left. Where did he go? No, I'm back. <laughs> Joe brought up LeBron, and I wanted to go. <laughs> Uh, I won't bring it up again. Okay. No, but <laughs> no, that's an interesting. Yeah. yeah. Although I would take, I think I said this last week, I would take LeBron and the Browns in a heartbeat. <laughs> Probably being the number, what, three receiver? Right away after he's not even played in what? I would take him. Years? He'd be number three receiver, number two tight end. <laughs> Should I say it? Number one quarterback. <laughs> He did look good in that flag football game at uh, exactly. Durant, like what five years Durant ago. <laughs> but yeah, oh um, man, but, but yeah, the, the defense was great. And, yes, uh, shout out to Woods has really gotten his guy. They've had so many guys injured in the past what three weeks now, and they've all they stepped up every single game. And this is their toughest matchup by far of the past. I don't know, probably the whole season, pretty much. And uh, they stepped up and they they kept them in it for the entire game. And it was their toughest matchup because it was against Devontae Adams, and they seemingly didn't care that it was Devontae Adams. <laughs> I mean, future Brown Devontae Adams. I oh my, what don't don't get. I'm just getting. I'm just getting everybody. Russell Wilson. Don't get my hopes up. Aaron Rodgers. If you want to come over too, we can have a. We can have two quarterbacks. A two quarterback system. The Browns, the Cavs are doing like this three guys over seven foot system. The Browns are going to bring in a new system to hey, the NFL and do a two, two quarterback system. Carolina's doing it today, actually. So, what's All right. If you're ever comparing the Browns to the Carolina Panthers, it's not a good thing, Joe. <laughs> Probably not. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it was a great game uh, by them, and uh, they they have continually the last how many weeks now kept them in the games from getting it out of hand because with how the offense has been playing, uh, it, they could have just been run off the field for much of the last few games. Yeah. I mean, they gave up 24 points yesterday. 21 of those were off a of Baker interception. Right. And yeah. Imagine, like you literally cannot, cannot besides guarding Devontae Adams better. You couldn't have asked for a better game from Joe Woods defense. Yep. They got the stop that we needed at the end. Obviously, it was a luck one because someone can't catch. Luckily, but uh, yeah, it was it was a great performance by them, and they're they're definitely who who saw this coming that Joe Woods would be the star of the team now, <laughs> coming at the end of the season after what we started out with. I wonder if I search Joe Woods and Kevin Stefanski on Twitter, if there's <laughs> one don't. tweet, if there's one tweet from Brown Twitter that says that the Browns should fire Stefanski and make Joe Woods the head coach. <laughs> Probably not, but we never know. It, it's clearly Joe Woods. I know, like five, four or five weeks ago, we were saying he needs to be fired, but ever yeah. since then, he his unit has been playing great. It's just that the offense is putting him in bad spots, just like yesterday. You can't give Aaron Rodgers four extra possessions with a shorter yeah. field. You just can't do it. And then they did it. The Browns did. The, Baker did it. And the Browns still only gave up 24 points and 311 yards. Yep. yep. I mean, you literally cannot ask for a better game from the defense than that. Right. Yeah. They were they were great. Um, so, hey, we got, we got that settled for next year. 
Although somewhat, somewhat. That's an, that's another offseason thing though. Denzel Ward, he's great when he's on the field, but he's been hurt a lot. He has been hurt lately. Knock on wood. You need to extend them, but the 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 question is the money. I don't know. Luckily, I'm yeah. not Andrew Barry and Jimmy Haslam and those guys, but it'll just be I need, especially because he's a former Buckeye, so I love him anyways. And he's a Northeast Ohio guy. He went to Nordonia High School. I need him to be extended, but I don't know how much money I give him. Do you give him top five money, even though he's hurt a lot? Because he's a top five cornerback when he's on the field. Yeah, so it'll true. be interesting. It'll, I wonder, it'll be I w- interesting. And I also wonder if they'll give a hometown discount. Who knows? I feel like it's um, Browns fans. We're hoping like every like Baker Mayfield <laughs> to give us a hometown discount. Miles Garrett, give us a hometown discount, even though literally your hometown is across across the United States. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But, uh, and then, but for any other player, we're like, oh man, I hope Patrick Mahomes doesn't give Kansas City a hometown discount, even though it's literally the same thing, just another team. <laughs> I have seen that a lot, though. Like, as Brown fans, we hope every player gives us the hometown discount that we want to send to an extension. You know, the only, well, I guess Kareem Hunt, too, because he's from Northeast Ohio. Which Those are the ones you guys. Did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but that's a whole other story, too, because yeah, we know why true. we know why he did that. But that is very true. So, yeah, the Browns offense did enough, minus Baker. The Browns defense played superb. There were, special, I didn't look teams. at the. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about special teams either. Pro Football Focus had to have a lot of good grades for the Browns offensive line, <clears throat> Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson, and the Browns defense. I didn't look, but I'm assuming that's how it had to be. I'll bring them up right now. Because literally, I, I still can't believe the Browns defense only gave up 24 points, and they had they lost a turnover battle for nothing. Yes, you could have said the Browns should have for, forced a turnover, but they're also in a lot of bad spots. Mm. Thanks to Baker. So yeah, the uh, the our regulars Denzel Miles graded well. Um, Grant Delpit played well, graded well. So yeah, uh, offensively, I don't know if I want to look at this. Oh, Nick Chubb, first first one. Uh, Darren Johnson has to be up there. The entire offensive line has to be up there too. I think, uh, except for uh, that man named Hans. <laughs> That's another really that's another one though where Blake Hans has been thrown into the fire when he yeah. shouldn't be yet. Yeah. So it, I mean it is what it's like I said though, it's the NFL. Guys, right. that's bound to happen throughout every season. Unless I mean, if it doesn't happen, you are super lucky. I think last year the Browns were super lucky. They didn't have too many injuries. They're making up the law of averages to kill them with that this year. But mm-hmm. it's the NFL. There's a reason why every active roster is only twenty two starters and fifty three guys dress. <laughs> that's a good one by Ed Homer. <laughs> How did the official say? Great. Oh, that's a, okay. Before we, <laughs> that's NFL, another thing. Ed uh, Homer. Who knows? Because we don't get to see any grades or any discipline that they get. It's so. crazy. Yeah, it's just like on to the next one. That's their motive. Yeah, seriously. Like, like you never so see they anyone missed, suspended or anything. You they missed the a face mask. They missed a face mask on Baker. That was a sack. Instead of it being a sack, it should have been a 15-yard penalty. They missed on the final play. Well, not the final play. On the final Browns offensive play. DPJ, was it a bad throw? Maybe. But DPJ was clearly held. It was either a holding or a defensive pass interference. Both of them are automatic first downs. Instead Mm -hmm. of it being an interception, it would have been an automatic first down. 
And then there was one more where they missed. There was a personal foul that they missed. I think it was another holding or something. But there are three personal fouls that were all uncalled. That's 45 yards and penalties. That's three first downs for the Browns. All uncalled. And we, one, won't hear anything from the officials. No. It'll just be like a little tap on the wrist, if anything. And they're just on to the next one. Oh, the false and start. Yeah. The false yeah start. Oh, yeah. The false start. Yes. <laughs> and the, Oh, and speaking of the false start. Where, there where, was a play. where Wyatt's, Wyatt's mom and wife. Yeah. <laughs> also, a Packers left tackle was false started on the final drive. Yeah. And it went uncalled. Right. It's just like, when are these referees going to be reprimanded? Or is it just on the next one? Hey, they'll forget about it by next week. It is what it, it is. It sure sounds like it. They will be. It's just not only are they game changing. I mean, yes, you could say a fishing on penalty is not going to be that big of a difference, but it's completely momentum changing. Yeah, and it's I mean, the imagine, product too. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and the, that's what just the a little NFL tap on cares the wrist. about, right? And that's what the NFL cares about when it when it's hurting the product. Like, it's just I, I don't know how that the one crew. Um, it's Ed Hockley's son. It's just like, like the most unwatchable games they put together because there's so many penalties during the game. I, I just don't know how they can still continue to keep going. Um, I, I just don't know how they can keep going with this, how it's going because every game you see just like some outrageous calls and it's, it's getting bad and it's got to have something they gotta have like you find you find players for stuff that happens on the field. I don't understand like you either gotta bench them or find them or something. Like something's gotta happen. I don't think it'll ever happen. <laughs> At least in the NBA, like put out a two minute report. Right. Tell us what the NFL tell us what the referees did wrong. Even though, that, like, even though even though that doesn't do anything. No, that's a, but at least they like recognize like, hey, our right. ref screwed up here. In yeah. the NFL, it's nothing. And I mean, even one of the big time NFL analysts said, I think there were four times where if there was a sky judge, which NFL, why isn't there a sky judge, by the way? A sky <laughs> judge is just a guy watching from, say, New York, like baseball has a guy watching from New York and he can radio in to the officials and it doesn't even need a review. He can just be like, hey, you guys screwed up. This is what it should have been. What are you going to do? Add on two minutes to a game that's three to three and a half hours long? Right. Yeah. It's, I'd rather have a game that's three hours and 10 minutes long or three hours and 40 minutes long and have it be all the right calls than what we saw yesterday because there was four non-calls that all – all it's so Cleveland too. All of them hurt the Browns. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's just crazy that the NFL just like – they basically have that it is what it is mindset. We're not going to get our referees in trouble. They'll just Pretty go much. on and ref yeah. the next game. That's where they're at right now. It's it's wild. I don't know. I thought maybe after that that uh, one in the playoffs, New Orleans, that would change something. Nope. <laughs> they did the pass interference challenge rule, and then that just went away because refs just kind of put their foot down, like I'm not going to change anything. So it was like. I don't know what we're supposed to, I don't know. It just get, it get, it gets worse every year it seems. I don't know. It's just I can't wait for the day when officiating it, it's almost like an offensive lineman. If it's not talked about, it's a good thing. I can't wait for that day. Cuz if they do their job, we won't be talking about it. Yep. 
yet here we are spending like five are. minutes on the podcast segment okay. talking about it. Okay, that's it for the refs. We're done. Browns lost because they just didn't have a quarterback. And everyone's gonna say the Browns like they cross themselves, but I'm just we're just bringing it up that the refs certainly did yes. not help. It the did, situation. Yes. There you go. Two things can be true: the Browns lost because of Baker Mayfield, and they lost because the refs are terrible too. And I'm gonna go through on my laptop after this, like Tom Brady through his uh, Microsoft. What is it called? Microsoft Surface. 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 Yeah. Oh man! Imagine if the Browns had Tom Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I can't imagine that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. So, we'll uh, have Russell Wilson next year. Oh my gosh! Well, you said Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. So how the heck are you gonna make that trade? Well, if I just keep. Keep saying it, it'll come true. So, Russell Wilson. The Browns Sierra, are going to win the Super Bowl. The Browns Sierra, are going to win the Super Bowl. The Browns Sierra are going to be a Clevender. Oh, man, she'll love that, huh? <laughs> oh, I bet she does. She So much stuff in Cleveland. We have the casino. Thank you very much. I don't know what else she likes. We have um. We have the best wa- restaurants in the world. So We have water that's not, that's not polluted whatsoever. <laughs> Hey, no hitting on the Cleveland man. We got the best restaurants. That's I have to say. That's our number one uh, trademark. I think. What do you mean? Every city has Chipotle's. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Chipotle over here. Oh man, Chipotle! If you're listening, you can gladly sponsor this podcast. I'll I'll plug you guys literally every time I talk. I'll bring up Chipotle. That's how the sponsorship. That's how the sponsorship will work. <laughs> He will eat it on camera. <laughs> Seriously though, Chipotle. While I'm for talking, big, while I'm for talking, a big, he's just gonna be for like, a big monkey. guy like me, Chipotle fills me up for like nine dollars and twenty five cents. Not that I've been there lately. All right, but back to non. We still need a sponsor. We need to talk about that thing all soon too. We need someone to sponsor this podcast, no matter how ugly we are. We have two faces for radios, yet we're on the podcast for like fifty minutes every week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right, so back to the Browns. Uh-oh. I want a little bit of what he's drinking right now. Go. <laughs> you really? Joe Gilbert, which is Joe's dad, by the way, there's no way, unless you get Seattle really drunk before you call him, <laughs> there's no way they are accepting that offer. Hey, it is Pete Carroll, so who the hell knows? What do you think he's freaking Bill O'Brien? If it's Bill O'Brien, you could probably just do Baker Mayfield for Russell Wilson straight up. That's <laughs> true. Sure. Put it's like a third rounder in there too. <laughs> a third round swap, Baker Mayfield and from Russell Wilson straight up. Yeah. All right. all, we can always dream and hope. Can we hope though as Browns fans? Let's be honest. <laughs> Is that a no? Is that laugh or no? Because it's a no for me. If you hope, you'll only be let down, like I said earlier. Never have high expectations, or you'll only be let down. Oh, Houston's up by 11, though. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I will still believe in Russell Wilson and Sierra coming to Cleveland. I heard Westlake houses are really, really nice. I heard he's been looking at houses in Strongsville. Right That's next true. to Bill Cowher's house. Bill Cowher's house, true? yeah. I think so. Oh, man. I, I can't wait until we're either tracking planes as Brown's Twitter 
<laughs> or saying that Russell Wilson has looking at a house in Strongsville. One of those two things needs to happen this offseason. Like the Cavs fans uh, were on airplane watch for Dan Gilbert when Dan Gilbert flew down to Miami to get LeBron. <laughs> those are the good days. Jimmy Haslam will buy him a personal plane for her for him and Sierra. So, come on. I mean, g- gas prices have gone up a lot, so it's pretty <laughs> clear that Jimmy Haslam has a lot of money, for being honest. <laughs> Not to get too political. Okay. <laughs> Man, we've gone way off the guardrails. The Brown season has been a roller coaster, and we just flew off the guardrails of that roller coaster. On this hey, podcast. and Sierra, if you if you like uh, betting, we have betting now. Maybe by 2023, but I thought you said bed in betting. Like D-D-I, betting. betting. Okay, I was betting. like, wait, what what do you what are you talking about? And then it occurred to me. No one likes betting here, especially neither of these podcasters. We don't bet at all. Oh. Especially especially me. I didn't bet on anything today, I promise. <laughs> Is it maybe that Pittsburgh game? No, I did not. Oh but wow. Cincinnati, maybe. Hypothetically, if I did. Hypothetically, they're up 47-21. But... Are they really? Speaking yeah. of that, I need a garbage touchdown from either Marquise Brown or uh, or Mark Andrews for my fancy. Because my right now, my one, well, team, my one team's all on COVID list. So. Oof, it, I'm, in the semi, I'm in the semifinals in one league. And let's just say that I started two guys that played yesterday, and they got me a combined negative half point. <laughs> You started Baker? I, st- I started DPJ. <laughs> DPJ had a half point. And Matt Prater, negative one. So my two guys yesterday <laughs> got a combined negative half point. And then on my bench, I have Justin Jackson, who is currently at 26 points. And Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings, who's 9.8. So if I would have plugged any of those two guys in for DPJ, I would be winning and most likely win. And now I'm projected to lose by 12. So, yeah, it was, it was a good day yesterday for Josh's fancy <laughs> football team. Put that one up. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember those trades. Come on. Who doesn't remember those trades? I renewable and Damon Jones. I renewable Damon Jones. Speaking of that, let's just go off on another there. tangent. Imagine yeah. having cross-sport trades. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would trade the whole entire... <laughs> like, the Browns have traded Baker Mayfield for... Joe Harris of the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? So, like, you'd be hurting one team, but then it would be helping a lot on the other team. And why not? The Cavs, let's be honest, the Cavs are the best team in Cleveland right now. So why that not help true. the Cavs and hurt the Browns? That's true. <laughs> but it would never, it will, it will never. For Kevin Durant, who says no? The Nets. <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> well, but then I guess the Giants wouldn't the Giants it would, want them? <laughs> it would never happen. But then you have to consider, like, for LA, they have two football teams, two baseball teams, two basketball teams. Yeah, like, how does the, that work? I think the Giants would rather have Baker than uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> Man, that's how bad things are going in New York, huh? Yeah, I think it was three to three at one point. I don't know. I think they're down like three to twenty. Well, no, wait, hold on, hold on. Daniel Jones isn't playing today, though, isn't it? Uh, Jake Fromm from State Farm. Oh, yeah, that's right. State, Jake Fromm. State from Farm. State Farm. State Farm. Herbert, Herbert Taylor met 
I bet David Jones. We are just going off oh, on such boy. a tangent right now. For those wondering, Herbert Taylor, I met Damon Jones in the Vegas casino. His outfit was tighter than his shooting. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. I'm trying know. to figure it out. Did you also meet uh, – speaking? let's talk about other Browns quarterbacks in Vegas. Remember the Johnny Manziel and that trip to Vegas where he literally posted a, a thing on Instagram tagging himself in Cleveland, Ohio. Has to go down as one of the greatest Cleveland quarterback stories ever. Oh, and the goose. Didn't he tag a picture of like yeah, and he put he his was, location of Cleveland, asleep. Ohio, but he was actually in Vegas. And he fell asleep on the goose, wasn't that? Wasn't that Vegas? Yes. That yes. And he wasn't he had a he had a name though. He wasn't Johnny. He was Boy, like, imagine imagine if, if uh the Raiders were in Vegas but when he was playing. Ooh, we might have, we might have never seen him if he played the Raiders. True. It would be like <laughs> Johnny was out today because no one could find him. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, we've gone out and gone off on so many different tangents. But that's what happens when you go on hey, a podcast. Hey, Baker's better than Johnny, though. I guess. Congrats, By the way, let's, congrats let's, Baker. Congrats, I, just have I guess. One more, one, more, one more thing to yell at people about. Can we stop with Baker's better than everybody else that we've had? That, that's not some kind of baseline that we need to use. Oh, just imagine what we were three years ago. I don't want to, and it's still it's still not fun, and it's not a baseline that you should base off of. Mm-hmm. Is is like Baltimore? Oh, thank God that uh, that he's not that uh, he's not Flacco anymore. Like, come on. Let's, By Baltimore, do you mean the team that has two quarterbacks better than Baker, or you mean the three? other Baltimore team? Josh Johnson too. 21 points right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just one point behind the other guy. Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's just uh, we're not using out. Um, oh yeah. What Shout Joe out. is what Joe is trying to say is that if you compare this Browns team to past Browns teams, it yeah. shows you how bad this Browns team is. That's and basically the, that's that basically you, the summary. And that you're just like happy that they're not dreadful, terrible. Hey, my sister. I would say, Sarah Gilbert, this has to be related. Imagine having a broken toe and then having Miles Garrett step on you in cleats. Oh, also shout out to Miles that he kind of brokered a deal that Aaron Rodgers is coming during the game. So that was nice. You see that handshake? That's true. Yeah, that was a nice little handshake. So Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson come to the Browns next season. Um, <laughs> what was I just going to say? I totally just lost my train of thought. Besides the fact that Gilbert, all the Gilberts are watching it, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> watching um, it for you, not me. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like that. I hope you're watching it not for me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but now that we are 58 minutes into this and gone off on literally 100, we've gone off on more tangents than Baker's thrown interceptions this year, which is a lot. Hey, boom. So. <laughs> The Browns are seven and eight. They just lost to the Packers 24-22 on Christmas somehow Day. Somehow in the playoffs still. Race. They are somehow still in the playoff hunk because the AFC North is awful. So we are rooting for the Bengals to beat the Ravens, which I think is all but done today. Yeah, 41-21. The Chiefs to beat the Steelers at 425. The Chiefs are without – they're at home, but they're without Travis Kelsey due to the uh, COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. And then next week, I think the Ravens – 
no, the Chiefs to beat the Ravens next week. And that's I think that's it. And then the Browns just have to go two no. I think it's those three, right? And I'm missing I feel like I missed the game because the Browns need four games, but I don't know what other game I could be missing. Yeah. Oh, and then I think it's for the Steelers to beat I don't know. I don't know how it is. But either way, the Browns are still somehow in the playoff hunt even after yeah. <laughs> they're seven and eight, which is beyond amazing to me. <laughs> it really is. So the Browns play ah oh, the Browns play Monday night next week. That's be a late nighter for us, isn't it? Yep. If the Browns lose, we might not be on here, to be honest. So the Brown they're they're showing the I'm watching the Cincinnati game. They're showing the top three teams in the AFC North, except for the the lowly Browns. So everybody's counting us out, man. Let's let's we still believe. That's when Baker does his best, right? Isn't that always said? That's Baker true. does that the best all- when everyone else counts him out. That is true. With a chip on his shoulder, because that's not used ever. <laughs> oh my god. I just want to be good, man. I don't give a shit if you if you have a chip on your shoulder, if you're angry or mad. Just win me games. That's the, the, <laughs> like Baker does so well when he has a chip on his shoulder, and when everyone counts him out, cool. No cool. one cares. Can, can you play all good all the time? Yeah, exactly. That would be nice. Yeah, like the only reason people are counting him out is because he stinks a lot, right? <laughs> so obviously, it's not working to his advantage, right? So to wrap it all up, Browns are seven eight. They play next Monday night in Pittsburgh in what will be Ben Roethlisberger's final home game. Oh, I would love to ruin that man's final home game, oh, be, especially on national television. Oh, I'm gonna cry, Ben, again, please. Like last year in the playoffs. Yes, please. Oh man, I don't even care if the Browns don't make the playoffs. Just ruin Ben's homecoming. We need another meme in Cleveland. Just ruin Ben's senior night, senior citizen night. That's what we're gonna call it: senior citizen night in Pittsburgh. Yep. So we'll be with you either next Monday night, like eight days from now, or Tuesday night, depending on how late the game is and depending on how good or bad the outcome is. <laughs> but just remember, as Lloyd Christmas and Dumb and Dumber once said, you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance still. And it's not wild either. <laughs> I hope all of you had a good Christmas and holiday weekend. And we'll be back with you in either eight or nine days. Go Browns. And always, and as always, go, go Cavs. Cavs. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.